I welcome you to Ran Out of Talent Podcast. We can't thank you enough for checking in, taking it in, listening to the stats. Joey Fitzsimmons is the co-host. You got Joe Jr. running the show. Me, I'm a man just trying to just rip up the freestyles just for you. Tuning in to Ran Out of Talent. But if you ever run out of talent, don't take no time, don't take anything, just get a hold of Junior Joey and talk about it. Yep. Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zier Jr., and with me is my co-host, Joey Fitzsimmons. How's it going tonight, Joey? You gave me a lot of hype there, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I know. Even though I'm just totally dead right now, I'm trying to bring the energy up more. I, I, I know I've been a lazy sack the past few episodes, so I'm trying to getting ready for something that I'm not ready for is it's really taking a toll. Oh yeah. I to- I definitely feel you on that one. Yeah. Freaking trying to fight up my old, old, old age is just killing me, man. Mm-hmm. We were in the gym today, and it was like, so getting, like, out of breath is one thing, but I'm to the point to where my arms and legs just turn into jello. I, yeah. <laughs> so, that's a good thing. So, um, yeah, man, there's a lot of racing around. I thought they'd be done at sick by now. I think they're going up with their first pro main right now. No oh, shit, eh? Yeah. They just got done with, they did, for A mains, they've done 40 plus Nitro Buggy, Intermediate Truggy, and Sportsman Truggy. So let's see what's up now. I'm going to hit the watch live button. See what they give me. My laptop's starting to turn into crap, too. Oh, yeah, Pro Nitro Buggy. There's 12 minutes and 30 seconds left. As of now, Dakota Fenn's winning, followed by Jared Tebow, then Joe Bornhorse. Camden line doing pretty damn well in the fourth. Dude, those S-Works, man, are looking good. Did you see uh, Brandon Rose and his new S-Works ride? He, um, oh, there it popped up. Huh, sweet. Anyways, sorry about that. That was a live race. Um, Brandon Rose put his car in the number six spot for the pro a main. So that's pretty damn good, man. Fuck yeah, it is. All right. So, well, let's go through some local results. Um, we're going to look at first off, we're going to look at MMR from Friday night. Joe three and I raced at MMR Friday night. Dude, I'm really digging it. The biggest reason is. You are not there one minute longer than you have to be. And the competition, wherever you are, even though they're not huge turnouts, like you got like 27 entries on Friday or something like that, mm-hmm. you're always, always close to somebody racing your ass off. Well, that track's small enough for it. Yeah. So, uh, we'll go Murder Buggy, that's four-wheel drive. Evan Banta Wanted, followed by Braden Nelson and Doug Osted. We'll go through all of them because there's only three classes because Slash should end up running. 
stock buggy, Evan Banta won it, followed by Doug Osted and Chris Maluli. I'll tell you what, it's like I'm holding my own out there doing pretty well. It's like though every time I crashed, Evan lapped me. It was nuts. Then um, Friday, stock truck, Emery Starkweather won that one, followed by Paul Bailey and Andrew Beadle. So, yeah, anyway, it was a good night. You know, Joe 3 qualified dead last and finished third in the B. He was running second close to a bump spot there for a little bit. I told him, dude, I don't know, something for the main just clicked, and he drove his ass off. I like seeing that. Hell, yeah. Um, did you race anywhere this weekend? No, I actually uh, went to Mille Lacs. Fishing? Fish. Yeah. Did you get anything? Uh, I think a total of like four or five. Yeah. See, I I would love to catch and hunt my own food, but I don't have the patience for it, man. It it took, uh, I set up one of my tip-ups at like, oh, I don't know, probably noon. Yep. And it was kind of, it was kind of whack because me and my buddy went into the lodge to go take a dump because we didn't feel like doing it in a cold-ass porta potty. Right. So we were gone for, you know, 45-ish minutes. Yeah. And I come back, and I'm parking my truck, and I look over at him. I'm like, hey, dude, I think my flag's up. Yeah. And he goes, no, I don't think it is. And I'm like, are you sure? And we both look at it again. He's like, yeah, your flag's definitely up. (laughs) Yeah. So we ran over there to go get it and pulled up uh, a nice eater. Nice. And the, the, the slot up there is 21 to 23, so to get an eater like that is kind of rare. Yep. Ah, uh, did you bring Olivia with? Yep, it was me and Olivia, and then two other couples that went up there. It sounds like, I mean, when you're with that type of group of people, it sounds like fun. Well, I mean, if you like drinking for two days straight, then yeah. Yeah. You know, I like, I like drinking heavily like once a quarter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, for middle of March, Beth and I, we're trying to figure out a weekend trip, and I'm like, you know what? I always wanted to stay downtown Vegas. I never wanted to stay. The Strip isn't my thing. Have you ever stayed off the Strip? I actually have never been to Vegas. So, well, the Strip is, it's a literal sidewalk, and it's packed to the brim. So, you're literally, it's hard to stand, like, too wide. You know what I mean? And it's a pain in the ass. And then Fremont Street and the downtown experience is just a wide open thing. Although it might be drunken mayhem. So we were looking um, at the dates. It's like, why is it so expensive to fly? Because it's literally like $700 a person to fly. Mm -hmm. It's St. Patrick's Day weekend. Oh. So it's going to be some mayhem. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, but, yeah, we have our drinking deal. You see, we don't do, I mean, we do okay with other couples, but, you know, Beth has, you know, we're we're more just hanging out by ourselves type thing. Yeah. Kind of keep to yourselves. Kind of. Like, we got, like, two couples we will go out and have dinner with. 
and one of them's been in isolation since COVID started. He's the one person I know that actually has a valid excuse. So he had a kidney transplant, like, it's got to be 10 years ago now. And his anti-rejection drugs make it so he doesn't have an immune system. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so he's not... They haven't been going out the past three years, so. <laughs> That's, yeah, I suppose that is a valid excuse, eh? He's personally the only one I know. I'm sure there are many more like that, but he's personally the only one I know. So, uh, Toy Box had a race yesterday. A little bit of controversy, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Let's look at 13.5 four-wheel buggy. Matt Pierce won that one, followed by Tyler Aubert and Nate. S- S- it looks like Soderland. I wonder if it was Nate Sutherland. I don't think it'd be Nate Sutherland. Maybe, but I don't think so. He wouldn't take third. He'd win that. Wouldn't he be down in Omaha, though? Yeah, you'd think so. So it would be Nate Soderland. It's just a coincidence. A coinkadink. Hey, they ran mini. John Shore won that one, followed by Matt Wanlin and Josh Howard taking third. There are some, you know, I got to look up Dollars Points Race, too, and we got to talk about that. I totally spaced on that. I don't know why I did, but we'll finish off the toy box here. Um, Let's look at straight-up sportsman. Karen won it. We all know Karen. <laughs> Dylan Kohler took second. Charlotte Howard took third. Let's look at novice four-wheel. I call novice four-wheel intermediate. Because, I mean, it's, yeah. Dominic Martin wins, followed by Savannah White and Sparkles in third. And uh, two-wheel, I'll call it inter- intermediate again. Dominic won, followed by Matt Wanless and Isaac Plurd. Now let's go to 17.5 Stock Buggy. Right off the opening bat, there was a 50-50 incident that didn't look 50-50. That just, it just ended up in some barking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But John Shore won it, followed by Torot and Matt Pierce. Now what happened was John or Tor thought he was a little close to John in this back jump feature, so he laid up on it. Mm-hmm. And Tyler hit it full and landed on the top of Tor and took both of them out. Now, I've seen this video, literally a close-up of it. And as I see it, it was a 50-50 scenario. But I guess shit just hit the fan after that. But that happens with racing. It does. And it's hard to see that it was a 50-50 incident. And I, I wasn't there. But I did see zoomed-in footage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there was no real intentional thing happening. If Tyler saw what was happening a split millisecond before, maybe he could have checked up too. But, man, that was close. Yeah, it's a 50-50 thing, though. That shit happens. So, it does. Yeah. So let's talk about dollar. Because we're going to start out with dollar hobbies. 
in a bit because I have a race announcement. Um, so last week we did our third off-road points race. Uh, I have to have Jeff Choban. You know, I should be doing it myself when I leave, but I was so tired and I had to work the next day that I just left. Uh, we should sort points out, though. But let's look at uh, two-wheel stock buggy. John Shore won that one, followed by Jeff Will and Evan Tapp. Jeff Will and Evan Tapp battled like crazy. It was awesome to watch. Um, Two-wheel stock buddy, Jeff Will won that. Jason White took second, Tom Tapp third. Now, Jason White has the best-looking carpet truck I've seen, and that's no joke. Let's look at some spec slash because that was fun. I want to say I put nine trucks on that little track, and it was just freaking mayhem, dude. Oh, man, that sounds like mayhem. It was mayhem. But as they should always remember that Slash should never, ever, ever be taken seriously, and it's for fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's not more fun than throwing out a crap ton of them on the track at the same time. Uh, Bree Braunschweig won that one. I That's a hard last name. <laughs> Stratton McKinley second, and Ben Bettis took third. Um, yeah, man, it was just awesome night of racing. We had 52 entries. We got out of there at... I want to say the last race. Let me look at the last race. I want to say we were done. One of these days, I got to give you my buggy, and you just got to come with if you're ever available on a Friday. We were done at 10.33. I had 17 minutes worth of, um, worth of, like 17 minutes worth of race directing mistakes to where it's like I ain't hold the show as tight as I could have. But it's still a pretty good night with that mm-hmm. many heats, that right. many mains, and all that other stuff. Um, So let's look at my notes. I will be announcing the Icebreaker on-road race at Dollar Hobbies. Get signed up on RC sign-up. Uh Speaking of Vegas, that will be my Vegas money, that. And then the points race, um, I want to say it's going to be on March 9th. Or no, March 3rd. Whatever the off-road points race is, that, that's going to be my Vegas money. So show up to both of them. But, yeah, if you're into on-road, the icebreaker, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, did you see the MNRC came out with their schedule? I've been meaning to bring it up. I did. That was a while ago. I know, and we haven't brought it up. I I honestly forgot about it, too. Yeah. So May 20th and 21st, we're going to be at Southern Southern RC. June 17th, 18th, Loose Nuts. Uh, July 22nd and 23rd, Full Throttle, and we did that for the um, guys who want to go to Millville. Usually it's a weekend prior, but those guys like to go to Millville and watch. Can't blame them. Uh, Lake Superior RC, August 19th and 20th, and Rick's Hobby Farm, September 23rd and 24th. So it's going to be a good time. 
Much good time. When did we go down to Southern last year? That was earlier in the season, wasn't it? That was May. That was, oh, was it May? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. Our race season didn't start yet. Yeah. I mean, it was there was a little bit of rain, but we got the full race weekend and it was fun, you know. That was one of the that was a fun weekend. Yeah. Um so what else do I got for notes? <sighs> All right. Before I get into more notes, remember to get our t-shirt at pwrmerch.com and search for ran out of talent get a t-shirt or a mug um every purchase helps the show uh we appreciate it also check out all the other good stuff on pwrmerch.com all right we need to finish um silly season so, as we finish recording the last episode, it seems like Cole Tollard went to TLR. And he looked pretty good with them last week. He did, yes, that's right. Yeah. I it, forgot about that one. Because it literally all happened, like, uh, Brandon Rose to S-Works. That happened, like, two days after we last recorded. And then he puts a thing six in the A main for Pro Nitro Buggy. I don't know, man. Brandon Rose is still a young guy. I'm kind of curious. You know what I think might happen on this pro circuit? I think they're all going to cut each other off at the knees. Mm. I really do. I think, like... One week, Mason Fuller's going to win, and then the next week, Brandon Rose is going to win, and then Seth will get one, and Tebow, and Lutz, and me, and there's no consistency and no domination to the point to where it's like you throw your hands in the air and you don't know who to give the big money to. Mm-hmm. Except for Dakota Fenn. Dakota Fenn, if, if his stuff stays running, I don't know what he's figured out. But in both 10-scale and 8-scale, the dudes, like, two or three years ago on here, Ryan and I were saying it's time for Dakota for Dakota to hang it up. He was in a lot of C and B mains. I, I don't know if he's trying to go to school then or what was happening. But then, boom, all of a sudden, he came right back. Start TQing again, then he starts finishing races, A scale races, which has been his Achilles heel, and then he's been winning again. I'm still kind of shocked he did not win the Worlds. Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah. Well, that was, I don't know, man. Uh, Jared Tebow to Mayako. We saw that happening. Lee Martin to Schumacher. Now that's going to be interesting. Um, Because Yokomo kind of stopped caring a little while ago. Now he's with the company that cares. That being said, Robin Schumacher is paying a lot in, in salary. Because now Cav goes to Schumacher too. And he's back at raw speed. Yeah, that one took a took a quick turn. 
Yeah. I, I like Cavett Schumacher. I don't hate Cavett Ross. So when Cav was with, it was S-Works, I believe, before he was with TLR, and he was running raw speed, he was always there. I don't know if you remember the Roar Nationals to where he led a good majority of it when he was with that S-Works and raw speed. But it's like his car kind of went numb in the middle of the race, but he still took second. And I would suggests that Ryan Cavalier is a better 10-scale driver than he is an A-scale driver. I could not argue with you on that. I actually would agree with you. Yeah. I think that him going to TLR, he had to do the pro-line gig. I think that also hurt him. Um, I think that him and Ross Speed are a good fit. I just hope that Raw Speed kept developing. I'm sure that he kept developing when Cav wasn't there for those couple of years. There's there have been a few things that have came out since Cav wasn't there. Yeah. Um let me see here. Um yeah, there has been and Honestly, if I wasn't with Jay Concepts, I liked raw speed tires at the 510 a lot. I've heard nothing but good things about them there. But then they're one of those specific tires deal, specific tire deal. Because then this was before I was with Jay Concepts, obviously. But I tried the same tires that worked well at the 510. And they did not work for me at all at the toy box. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it might be not a specific track, or maybe I, maybe the raw speed super sauce sensitive or whatever. But it liked the five ten. I'll tell you that much. Um, what else do we got? T. TJ Eller out as engineer at AE. Y'all, we all knew this was going to happen. Because, at some, huh? At some point, yeah. Well, yeah, it's one of those things. He got his engineering degree, and Team Associated does this all the time. And Team Associated's like, hey, come be our engineer. He got experience. He started getting good at what he was doing. And then he's like, hey, I'm worth way 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 more and then he got himself a civilian job so he he says he's not working in the rc industry i'm sure he's still yeah he's got to have some nose in somewhere yeah i mean i'm sure he's still you know full factory ride with team associated not a doubt in my mind that he's not yeah now this one is pure rumor. And this one made me sad. It's, like I said, this is a rumor, but it was uh, posted on Circus RC. MIP to be bought by Horizon. Yeah, I kind of Debbie downed on that one. I hope they're wrong. I mean, Eustace is getting to that point of retirement. If he's not already past it, Eustace owes the RC world 
absolutely nothing. He's created such wonderful things over the years. And he's created a collector's market too. Like if you find a mint condition RC10 with the MIP four-wheel drive conversion, that's a $3,500 car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wish he would have either just shut it down like Bob Lunsford or sell it maybe for a little bit less money, but put it in the good and capable hands of Matt Olson. Because Matt Olson was already doing half the shit, you know? Yep. He was doing pucks and all that. He took over the pucks. He's doing this. He was doing that. I really, really hope that this rumor doesn't have any traction. I agree with you. I Horizon Horizon seems to want to take over the, the RC industry in a whole. I mean, they have Proline, they have AKA, they have TLR Spectrum. There would be nothing wrong with that if they wanted. They're taking fantastic brands and I don't know exactly what they're doing, but they're not the same. I've talked to a bud, buddy that runs, used to run Proline exclusive, and he said since they went to Horizon, it's not the same tire. Might as well be running VP Pro. I don't know about AKA either. I haven't heard anything bad about AKA, but I have not heard good things about Proline. Yeah, I don't think AKA much changed much. I mean, they're still using the same same type of rubber, same compounds and all that, but yeah. See, that's the thing. I think um, Proline is the same patterns and whatnot. I don't know if they're using the same formula for compound or if Horizon. Horizon owned the Duratrax tire series. I wonder mm-hmm. if they took some of that Duratrax rubber and said, this feels similar. Let's put this in an M3 hole shot. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened. This is pure speculation. But it's a good guess, wouldn't you think? Absolutely. Hey, we already have these tires or these compounds. They don't. It's so easy to overlook the most important thing, which is compound. A little bit of this or a little bit of... If it's not exactly the same M3 as when you got it from Proline, it, it just doesn't work. You know, the clay compound, same thing. So, anyway. Yeah, I'm hoping that one's false. Um... We're almost to listener questions unless you've got uh, anything. Oval racing. Oval racing. Okay. Oval racing. All of oval racing. Um, it's so they're, t- running, they're running next week as well as the, the 510 has the Sub-Zero Challenge going on. Oh, cool. Sub-Zero Challenge is, yeah, that's always a fun one. They, uh... The hobby farm reworked their track over the uh, the weekend they had off, so 
just smoothing out bumps or are they trying to make it a foam tire scenario? No, no foam tire. Every oh. two weeks they uh, they rework it. Right on. Yeah, Gary knows what works. So that's good. Yeah. Um one last note. And I was walking in during the during the driver's meeting during this because I worked half a day last Saturday. Mm-hmm. I packed my stuff and I went to Thunder Road. I'm like, ah, oh, let's see where I end up. I didn't end up too bad, but it it was a hard day. <laughs> I ran my, uh, dude, I put in so much work to my mini truggy, and it's getting there. It really is. I just need some fuzz bites, and I need to stiffen that rear end a little more, slow it down. So. Getting it super, super dialed. As dialed as you can make a mini truggy on carpet. So, anyway, um... So Brian's going down the lane of you're no longer allowed to talk about Thunder Road in a negative light outside of Thunder Road and not to Brian. But if you do it publicly, you will not be allowed back at the track. So that kind of hinders my coverage of thunder road itself even though i don't i never say anything really negative it all stems off that one question that was laid out in this podcast though last episode yep i know what you're you're talking about there yeah so he brian says well in oval racing like big cars if you're to talk shit about this track or that track on social media or wherever in the public you're not allowed back. And half of me thought, God, it kind of sounds like a little bit of bullshit, but I'm friends with very opinionated big car racers. Mm-hmm. I never see them talk shit about the track ever. See, that's one thing about the, the big car community is nobody will make it public. They'll always go to the source. See, and that's what Brian's asking to do. And I don't blame him by any sense. No. I don't either. But I'm just letting letting it out there in case you want to race at Thunder Road and weren't at that driver's meeting last week. Um, Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Dude, my favorite thing when Justin A-Strike was racing a lot, like he was racing, like, I want to say he was doing KRA. He was going somewhere Friday, and he was going Ogilvy Saturday all summer long. This was like three, four years ago. And he's always like, I did great in this qualifier, but I drew lousy for the main. I said, Under his page, every time he said he drew, wherever he drew, I didn't care. I'm like, that is a terrible system. What's the point of qualifying if you're just going to draw chips for the main? 
What kind of fucking bullshit is that? I would not. I, I just started going off, and just <laughs> Justin's like, I agree with the most of this. And then all of a sudden, I was getting all these old hats being like, "How dare you mess with tradition?" I said, "Your tradition's bullshit, buddy." <laughs> oh, dude, it's fun messing with those dirt oval guys. <laughs> it really is. I don't. I. What do you think of it? Because you're in that world. What what specifically are, are we are we asking here? So let's say you finish fourth. Like let's say overall you'd qualify fourth overall, but you draw a garbage chip. Okay, so there isn't technically qualifying in in yeah. the in the oval in the oval world. It's you you you. There, you pill, you pill draw for your starting spot in a heat race. Yeah, and that kind of makes sense. And it's 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 one through a hundred. One hundred being the worst. Yeah, one best. So if I if I pull out, no, oh, let's throw an odd number out. If I if I pull a nine, yeah, one other person pulls, let's say a six. Mm-hmm. I'll start. What would that be? That's an odd. So that'd be. You'd be in the third heat, third and third heat. No, you would actually be on the pole of the third heat. Okay. If that makes any sense. No. So do like. So it's, it's, it's an odd number. Okay. But a little bit higher. Okay. So if I drew a two, I'd start outside first row in the first heat if i drew a four it'd be outside first row in the second or the fourth heat gotcha gotcha that makes sense so So, well that's what i mean though it's i i always just wrote under his post what are the what's the point of heat racing then if you're just gonna draw for the main so depending on how many cars are there it's normally pills one through ten yeah so the guys that so let's say there's you know what with two four six eight five heat races right mm-hmm. the top five will go to the scale but the top only the top two will draw for a spot in the main oh, okay okay so there's pills in a little hat yep when you're on the scale you you scale out you make weight they'll hand you this hat you got to go in and draw a pill gotcha and then wherever what what position you draw is where you're going to start on the grid for the for the feature. But it makes a to me it makes a heat races. I mean, I guess you determine who's going to be in the A through the heat races and the B and the C and so forth. And that's exactly what the purpose of the heat race is. So let's say, okay, perfect example. Let's say Justin drew an eighty. Yeah. Right, so he'll start at the back of a heat. If he manages to go from the back of the heat to the front, and when ends up winning it, he goes to pill draw and he draws a pole position for the heat race or for the feature. Okay, that's kind of what they're the purpose of a heat race is. It's to it's to span out the the faster guys from the slower guys. You know, they're going to try and get the faster guys at the front of the pack for the feature, and the slower guys, you know, towards the middle or the back. Gotcha. 
it's a lot. Yeah. And that's why I like giving the qualifying system a hard <laughs> time under. Now, if we were down south, we would uh, we would be qualifying for a featured position. So it would be three cars at a time. Yep. Taking two laps, one warm-up lap, and then two green flag laps. That's how you'd set up for the feature. Right, right. So uh, let's get into questions here. I don't, I don't know if he wants his name right on the podcast, but he asked this right after our last podcast. And it's a good question. I've been thinking about it here and there for the past two weeks. He goes, how many racers would still race if they weren't sponsored? What do you think behind this? How many would be still racing if they weren't sponsored? Right. Like, you know, I think I came up with a scale. I think the lower percent sponsorship, if they were to lose the higher retention and the higher percent, like your 75s and the 100s, it would be lower retention. You're the big words for a small mind here. <laughs> well, think about this. Think about their, like, let's say everybody says no more sponsorships at all. You race, you buy retail from a hobby shop, whatever. Which I could totally see happening in the future. I really could. So let's say your 75% guy goes and buys your two wheel dri- buys a two wheel drive buggy with all the fixins and it's $1200 all all in all done you know what i mean and he he'll do that once but he won't do it a second time and i think that 100% guy will put all this stuff in a cart in a main and he'll just say, I quit. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, the guys that are on, for the most part, that are on the 75 and the 100 team, they earned it. That's also a kick in the dick, too. To where if all the sponsorships went away, it's like all that hard work is gone. Yeah, that's very true. I don't know. What do you think? Like, I bet you, I bet you only two to five of the pros would still race. I definitely don't disagree with you there. I was going through the list of pros. It's like Mayfield's really the only one for sure. And I don't even, you know, I, I bet you if professional RC racing went away tomorrow, Mayfield would just get a job wherever in Arizona and he would just weekly race at hobby action and probably never travel to race again. It would be my guess. Because, I mean, that'd be super nice to, like, doing 30 to 33 events a year and then you just get a chill at home and you leave in the morning and you come home in the evening and you're only gone for... Nine ten hours instead of freaking three four days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I don't know. I I think that was a good question though. I yeah. I, I I think the like I said, I think the lower percentage of sponsorship, like fifty percent and under, the higher amount of drivers would stick around. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I'd run less things, but I would. I'm not quitting. Yeah, I would get spendy. It's very expensive, very quick. It's still pretty. So, I'm gonna give a little bit of break down a little bit of fourth wall. Um, 50% isn't 50%, and that's about what I'm going to say on that. So I know what you're talking about, so... Yeah, I, I think most people can figure it out. I think most people can figure it out. Oof. Dude, I got such bad food cravings right now. We just got Chipotle. I know, I want it. I still haven't eaten it yet. Um, what I was going to say, though, is so everybody's new year, new me, all that stuff. Well, I have a possible fight coming up February 11th. Mm-hmm. Uh, MMA fight in Brooklyn Center. So I've been good on my diet, but it's like, freaking A, man, it's so hard. <laughs> I'm seriously sitting no more than six feet away from a case of Girl Scout cookies. It goes away from me. Shit, I'd be over there in two minutes. Yeah, and it's almost cookie season again. So, What um, kind of Girl Scout cookies are sitting there? Oh, Thin Mints. There's a new caramel one that's eh. You got the peanut butter ones. We got the cinnamon toast ones. I think that's all we got left. I'll take those and the peanut butter ones. I bet you would. <laughs> you'd have to fist fight Beth for it, and I don't know how well you'd do. Probably wouldn't do very well. Yeah. Um, let's get into Cam's question. He always has a lot of very good questions. Cam is wondering how – we'll go one by one. First one's uh, how do you feel – the track was at dollar with the black carpet from a race director's chair. I want to say the racing was a whole lot more clean and consistent than it has been is what I want to say. I want to say the racers were really respectful of racing on the black carpet. And I want to say that all the guys talking bad about us racing on the black carpet, the off-road group proved them wrong. But for sure, it was much more consistent. So that one was basically for me. What do you think the attendance will be like for the icebreaker on-road race that Dollar announced more than the Christmas Classic? Oh, what do you think? March on-road race? I think it can do better than 40 entries. I could see, yeah, about 50, 60. Yeah. Hey, the more entries, the more I get paid, guys. So sign up. Let's get entered. Let's get me paid. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, but that will not be me. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not an on-road guy. No. I, I'm, yeah. I, I want to try to make you into one. But the thing about it is... um. I mean, 
I was kind of shocked when Jeff asked me to announce this race. Well, he asked me and John, and John's like, nope, I'm racing my Fortech, which is starting to turn into, that's going to be a replacement for Euro Truck, I believe. Think so? Oh, yeah, because they actually handle. You've never driven a Euro Truck, but, dude, they, they are very equal but they do not drive nice at all. Um, so I'm like, well, what about Dave Duncan? He's like, well, it really doesn't pay to have him come. And it's nothing against Dave Duncan. And what I was thinking was, you know, personally, I always appreciate a good race director. And again, Dave Duncan, man, he's good. He's better than I am. But I've never gone to a race because of a race director. I've never gone to a race because Scotty is announcing it. I've never gone to a race because Alex or Sean or Dave or anybody is announcing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it when they do. It is a pleasure when you got a top-notch race director that keeps it entertaining and on point. Dude, nothing's better. Speaking of, so have you ever had those race director nights where you do way better than what you're really normally doing? You just all of a sudden feel talented with it? <laughs> I've, yeah, once or twice. <laughs> yeah, that was Friday night for me. Dude, I was just in the freaking zone calling races. Right. I, uh, is one of those things. It's like it makes me want to look for more announcing jobs again. Um, he goes. Seems like most of the local tracks have a race night during the week now. Do you prefer those races or a bigger race program on a Saturday like Thunder uh, Five Ten or the Toy Box? What do you like, Joey? I definitely like the weekend things more than the weekday. I like to switch it up. So where I would look at like a Friday night at MMR or dollar or a Thursday at the 510 or a Tuesday at Thunder. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I look at it as a good workout, a good strong workout before a big race. It's live practice. Not, I mean... Don't get me wrong. I do take the racing seriously when it's happening. But not... It doesn't carry the same weight, which I do like. Um, yeah, it's... I, I like to switch it up. So does Joey. Like, so this Saturday, I wanted to go to the toy box, but I couldn't because I had to work another half day. This bullshit sucks. I'm getting tired of this Saturday nonsense. I uh, like working. I don't mind working Saturdays. I, that's my race day, so I do mind it myself. I mean, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you on that part, but the money's good at least. Yeah. That doesn't matter so much anymore. But anyway, um, but then I took Jackie to the mo <laughs> Jackie likes this one specific arcade, and it's frustrating, but I took her for her birthday type scenario. 
she just turned 14 on Wednesday. So she, I'm like, well, what do you want to do for your birthday? And we'll do it on a Saturday. She's like, I want to go to an arcade. It's like, all right, let's go to the, there's a really nice one in the Mall of America called Escape. Okay. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Really big, has a lot of options. She's like, no. I'm like, what? She goes, I want to go to the Monticello Bowling Alley. It's been about three, two, three months since we've been there. And we're the type of family that'll clean out an arcade for their prizes. Mm-hmm. We cleaned them out last time we were there. And when I mean cleaned them out, Jackie emptied an entire crane machine. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Like, she wasn't fucking around. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, Beth and I got, like, 30 or 40,000 tickets off this one fucking machine. And we figured out the pattern. Like, we went ham. Well, we went back yesterday. Um, They tightened all the machines up significantly. Like, we couldn't get anything. Like, I want to say, we only got... Beth and I, we use the same card and then give Joey one and then Jackie one. Mm -hmm. We only got like 1,400 tickets yesterday. That's how much they tightened it up. No shit, eh? Yeah. So, that kind of sucked. So, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Went off on a little tangent there. Um, <laughs> and then last thing he was asking, with the changes uh, for a lot of pro drivers, will SIC be the same contenders, or do you have anyone in mind that may be asleep? Or, well... The Truggy was going on when we started this thing. I bet you one of the buggy classes is happening now. I think Mayfield and Fend will be at the top with a mixture of Mason Fuller and Camden Lime and Lutz, that third through fifth. I think your biggest loser, and it's not because of the car, but it's the amount of hours he has with it. I think Jared Tebow in Pro Buggy A main, he made the A man, but he was like eighth or ninth. And I think he'll finish around there, which it's not a failure by any means. But at SIC, he's normally top three. Right. He just doesn't know the car yet. Um, one from Doug Reek. He goes, the Sovacools spend time helping some of us tune and teach us to drive better. Do you think more top drivers should do things like that to help promote this sport? Yes and no. I think like Ben, and I'm sure uh, Sam was with them. I'm Jake maybe too. Yeah. They're great help. They know how to talk to people, like people, all that. Um, you know, I think Kyle and Clayton would do a great do- job and James Dolan, but, you know, most top guys around here would do a good job with that. But let's go to a national level. 
if you look at, I would not listen to eight out of 10 pro drivers on their setup because they have no fucking idea what they're doing. They either have a mechanic setting their stuff up or they just learn how to drive a horseshit car. And I mean horseshit, not just twitch. You know, a lot of pro cars are, you know, twitchier. They turn on a dime. You really got to use your wheel. No. They they have dog shit in their hands. And they just don't realize it. So, around I know here. Jared, Jared Wiggins has done a couple of those test and tune events. Yeah, Jared's good. Jared is good because... Jared doesn't have the same raw talent as most pros, and he has worked his dick off to get to where he is today. Nobody works harder than that guy. I mean, were you ever at the Motodome when he uh, raced there? Uh, The last year I was there, yeah, I actually was there. So he... No, he was in the trailer that year. One of these year, one of those years, he pitted upstairs, and after every run, his car is totally apart, and he's freaking out and trying to figure things out, and it just learning things. He's always learning. Another it's like Clayton, huh? Clayton tells, it's just like Clayton tells me, you're never really going to learn unless you try something. That's right, exactly. Um. Speaking of, I'm thinking about buying the Invisible Speed book. I can't believe I haven't bought it yet. I, I've heard that's a really good tool, like not just from the Mayako JQ guys. Mm-hmm. I've heard that's a really good tool from a lot of people around here that I have great respect for. Um, last question. It's been light tonight, which yeah. It happens. Uh, best tires for two-wheel drive buggy at the toy box and best 17.5 motor for around $105. Schumacher mezzos in the yellow compound in the rear with Schumacher cut stagger in the front. Um, but I've also heard good things about, um, for the rear, the Proline pyramids in the new whatever the new three come it's like a h whatever three but i've seen a lot of people win with mezzos a lot of people win with mezzos so mm-hmm. i would i would go that route <sighs> motor for 105 dollars i don't know man do you know have you heard any good stock motors this year Mm-hmm. Not really. I have okay. Here's the thing: my slot machines are trash. Both of them. The one in my buggy, two wheel buggy, it's okay. So I'm leaving it in there. And this was a little more. It was a five percent motor. Um, I want to say. I got it from uh, Schimmel's Hobby Shop, uh, Coastal Hobbies or something like that. So it was just a behind-the-counter scenario. He just went and grabbed it out of his case, sent it to me. I don't want to spend $73.99 on a motherfucking rotor. Because I think that's what it will take to make that fast. 
The only reason it's $73.99 is because there's nothing else like it on the market. That's the reason it's not $50. There's nothing particularly special about it except for it's the only one like it. True. I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of good things out of R1 this year, and I, it's been a long time since I've seen a bad phantom motor you know what i mean Mm -hmm. what have you been hearing about motors uh i haven't heard all that much really because i really haven't poked my head in the stock game in a while but um the the newer trinity motors i heard are probably the best on the market they're they're garbage i got two of them they're wow. the they're the best on the market if you want to spend seventy three ninety nine for a red rotor, but you need the red rotor. True, it, and that definitely does not fit into his hundred and five dollar budget. That is very true. Um, yeah, I R one right now is really hot. Trinity's hot if you're wanting to spend. I would say if you spend about 200 220 on a motor, then, yeah, Trinity will do you good. But it's not like the X factors to where you could buy a $105 one, tune it up a bit, and have a really solid motor. I have an X factor in back in my wheeler now. I do. Because that slot machine was such a bitch. I don't know, man. I'm trying to hold off on motors for now because I don't want to go too wild, but I might have to. Because next year, for 2024, if Associated drivers want to stay with Associated, they have to run Reedy everything, including... Huh? I thought that was this year, too. No, it's 2024. It'll be implemented. I've heard they're working really hard on a stock motor. I hope they can get it out in time. Is what I'm going to say. So, I don't know. What I do know is I'm going to save up for that Hobby Wing moto, motor analyzer. And that thing that thing did look pretty neat. It does look neat. And it's significantly cheaper than the Motolizer but it still looks like it does a good job, if not the same job. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Do you got anything else? Uh, Not really. Like I said before, oval racing, uh, 510s holding sub-zero next weekend. That's a two-day 10-scale event. Yeah. Next week, I think I'm doing Friday at MMR again. Um, Joey has Pinewood Derby next Saturday. I finished his car this afternoon. Oh, dude, you should have asked me. I got a stellar Pinewood Derby car. Hey, 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 Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. We've been the champions for three years and took second our first year in there. (laughs) We're we're good. Do you you put uh, pencil lead on the nail? No, I, um, I have a graphite that sticks to the nail. A graphite, yeah, essentially the same thing. It is, but I get what you mean by the pencil lead. 
because it's because sti- like that ninety eight cent tube you get from Menards, that's that'll wear off in two runs, and they don't allow you to apply it afterwards. So I found some stuff with a little bit of a metallic cling to it. It works significantly. Last year it was weird. His car got faster. So he took second in his den, but then they took the top two from each den and they ran them together for overall winner. And his mm-hmm. his car went faster last year and he won overall in the whole pack. Really? Yeah. So he's got several pack championships. Get him. Yeah, man. I'm kind of excited. So I think we're going to do uh, MMR on Friday. So, well, if for some odd reason I'm not working, I might have to come with you. Yeah, You know, you could run my wheeler. Because I cannot run two classes there. It's too hard. There's people running two, three class, but with Joe three there, it's just too hard. So I don't blame you. Yeah, I got a wheeler that's set up for carpet. If you want to run it, yeah, I'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah, if you're not working for some weird reason. I've taken the last couple of Fridays off, so I think I probably should go into work. Yeah, you probably should. All right. Well, um, if that's it. Um, I'm Joe Zer Jr., and with me has been Joey Fitzsimmons, and we've ran out of talent. Later, guys. Later. All right, we're done. Oh.